everyone. My name is Ari and welcome to Made of Metal, a motivational podcast where we tell stories about regular people overcoming insurmountable odds. So I hope everyone had a wonderful Thanksgiving holiday last week. Oh God, I mean, behind Halloween, of course. They're literally, I think, neck and neck for me in terms of enjoying the holiday. I love them both to death. Yes, even more than Christmas because, you know, it's like you're giving and I love that. And I really love to give. I really love to make people happy. I love to get like really personal gifts that you're like, hey, I told you that two years ago. And it's like, yep. And I never forgot. I love giving gifts like that. But Thanksgiving, yo, you can eat like a lot. So (laughs) you can do that on Christmas too, but I feel like it's not the focus. With Thanksgiving, it's like we are here to eat. That is what we are here for. And to be thankful. <laughs> and to be thankful. Yes. Let me not forget the reason for the season. Being thankful for gathering around with your friends, with your family, or whatever iteration that looks like for you. I know everyone has their own unique squad, or just with yourself, enjoying your own company, which is just as awesome. I'm an introvert through and through. I really appreciate my solitude. And I know that having a good dinner with yourself, man, it's chef's kiss. (laughs) And in the holiday spirit, don't forget to enter my AirPods giveaway. I'll be giving a little reminder every week until we announce the winner on December 20th. You can sign up. You can find the link on my website. It's right there in the homepage. And I've also included the link in my Instagram and Facebook bio. So share it with your friends and family You may want to try and win the AirPods as well. You don't have to listen to me to win the AirPods. You can totally never listen to an episode and just enter in the giveaway. (laughs) I just like giving you guys. I really do. So please share, share, share for somebody who is interested and, you know, possibly giving a little gift to their self or checking something off the list. So really happy to help. So good luck to everyone. And now in the spirit of the season and continuing on Native American History Month, I wanted to share another notable and so often misrepresented story involving a well-known Native American figure who is intertwined with American history. This individual is probably one of the most visible and famous Native American figures in popular culture. This individual's story became publicized during a time of political uncertainty between two cultures, thus was manipulated to fit a more advantageous narrative. Through their own direct actions, they became a symbol of the successful integration between two cultures, although that was only the surface-level story. This person's story became a hallmark of Native American history, and even was turned into a Disney movie. So when I said that, all my fellow Disney nerds knew exactly who I'm talking about. And that movie, to this day, still incredible. Another awesome soundtrack, amazing animation. You guys already know my favorite, but that movie was definitely in the top. One of the first movies I cried in, so yes. (laughs) This story also involves an individual who is associated with an area fairly close to where I live, So there's the proximity factor that makes it all the more interesting for me. And I can honestly say that I didn't really know the intimate details of this person's story. And there are some aspects that were definitely shocking. So let's dive right in. Can't wait to discuss. So this week we'll be discussing the progressive 
the pacifier, the princess, Pocahontas. Now, I did want to caveat this story with the fact that most of Pocahontas's story is told from the point of view of others who, you know, sadly may have had their own personal motivations to skew the facts. So please bear that in mind. Pocahontas was born around the year 1595 as the daughter of a powerful chief in an area where several tribes had settled in Virginia. Pocahontas, the name itself, means playful or mischievous one. And as with everyone previously, I wanted to outline the other names that Pocahontas was known by. Pocahontas was given the names Amonut and Matoaka. All of her names were used with their own unique meanings and contexts, which is pretty darn cool. Growing up, Pocahontas had a pretty diverse and open childhood for a young girl, as she was naturally curious and independent. She'd learned or was exposed to all the duties required to maintain their Native American lifestyle, such as carpentry and food preparation, as their duties were focused mostly on maintaining the agriculture and foraging as their main food sources. This sort of lifestyle required an understanding and balance with nature that was paramount to their culture and survival. It was a common misconception in history that Pocahontas was a princess and thus treated better than the other women in the tribe, as it was actually a much more familiar setup. Pocahontas first appeared in American history through this pivotal interaction when English settlers first arrived in the Virginia Tidewater region around 1607. As the settlers began exploring the area, they would naturally come into contact with the Native Americans who were already living there. In one such interaction, one of the English settlers, named John Smith, was captured by a hunting party led by one of the surrounding tribes. Here is where things become a bit fuzzy, as again, this entire account is being told by John Smith. When John Smith was captured, he was taken back to Powhatan's tribe, Pocahontas' father. And then several iterations of what happened next are told. In one account, John Smith is welcomed to the tribe with a large feast. And in another, which is the most famous and shared account, was that John Smith was going to be executed. In the execution story, John Smith's death is only averted by the direct involvement of Pocahontas, who steps in at the last moment to save his life. In all cases, historians conclude that John Smith likely misinterpreted the ceremony and his life was likely never in danger. There was some speculation about exactly the purpose of the ceremony, but it was more likely to be something politically motivated or in the vein of collaboration with John Smith. In any case, John Smith was released and made it safely back to Jamestown. It was at this point that Pocahontas became more prominent in the life of the English settlers. Pocahontas became fascinated by the English and would visit their settlement often to provide support and helpful resources. The aid Pocahontas provided helped the colonists survive many a hard period, essentially saving many of them from starvation. Pocahontas reportedly also helped save the lives of the settlers 
by providing crucial information that averted an incoming ambush. So we can see that Pocahontas was more than just a friend, but an essential support towards helping the settlers survive. A couple years later, in 1609, John Smith and other settlers went back to England. And when the Native Americans inquired about his whereabouts as he was their main contact, they were told that he died. It's not quite clear why they were lied to, but this was the last known interaction between John Smith and the Native Americans. Around 1612, Pocahontas would marry a local warrior, Kokuam, and lived happily without issue for about a year. So all my Disney nerds remember Kokuam in the movie. And I always remember being really confused when I was younger on like why Pocahontas was like torn between Kokuam and John Smith. <laughs> no disrespect, John Smith or his ancestors, but like there was no competition. There was no competition. But <laughs> a year later, a war broke out between the settlers and the Native Americans. And unrest just began to kind of grow and fester between the two groups. A settler named Captain Samuel Argall forged a political partnership with a rival tribe, and Pocahontas was captured while on a social visit to a neighboring settlement. Pocahontas was taken on one of their ships, held captive against her will, and used as a bargaining chip as the settlers tried to exchange her for weapons and prisoners. Her father did make several exchanges in order to secure Pocahontas' return, but once a stalemate was reached, Pocahontas was taken to Jamestown. Unfortunately, not much information is known about Pocahontas' time after she was captured by the English, although she wasn't mistreated. We do know that Pocahontas converted to Christianity and was taught how to speak English by a minister who helped her with Bible study. Pocahontas was also given an English name during this time and became known as Rebecca, which was a biblical reference to an individual who was known as the mother of two nations. While Pocahontas was being held by the English, conflict continued to grow between the English and surrounding Native American tribes. Around 1614, as the fighting continued, Pocahontas was able to speak with her tribe and father in order to try and ease tensions. Reportedly, at this meeting, Pocahontas told her father that she'd prefer to stay with the English instead of returning to her tribe. So let's take this account again with a grain of salt. It was during her time with the English that Pocahontas met her second husband, John Rolfe. John Rolfe was an English farmer and requested special permission from her father and the governor in order to marry Pocahontas. Their union also helped to promote peace and mute the conflicts between the settlers and the Native Americans. Pocahontas and John were married, and Pocahontas gave birth to her first son named Thomas on January 30, 1615. It was at this juncture that Pocahontas really stepped into her role as a symbol of the successful integration between the Native Americans and settlers. Around 1616, Pocahontas and her husband would make the momentous trip over to England for the first time and arrived on June 12th. Pocahontas' story was being pushed to the public in English 
by the Virginia company who wanted to capitalize on her presence in order to win investors for future expeditions to the New World. Pocahontas was regarded as a princess and treated well while in England due to her perceived status. Pocahontas actually met the king in 1617 while in London, as well as reconnected with John Smith. Now, John Smith, confusingly, I don't think he really understood how to communicate with Pocahontas because there's many different interpretations of their meeting in which Pocahontas was upset. Pocahontas didn't want to speak with him. But it can be confirmed that they barely exchanged words. John Smith himself even said that. After meeting the king, Pocahontas and her family would begin their return trip to Virginia. While traveling and before the ship had even left English waters, Pocahontas would become very sick. Because again, this is her first time traveling overseas. She's being exposed to so many different bacteria and germs that previously weren't even in her world sphere. Unfortunately, although Pocahontas did make it to shore for medical care, she quickly passed away from her illness. Pocahontas was buried on March 21st, 1617 in St. George's, while her husband returned to Virginia and her son remained in England. As we can see, Pocahontas was a trailblazer in her own right, as she acted as an important ambassador for Native Americans with the newly arrived English settlers. Although her story was manipulated for political gains, Pocahontas herself wasn't just a political pawn. She'd actually acted as a life-saving support system for the English through their worst periods while trying to establish their companies in the new world. They had no idea where they were. They had no idea how to forage or find food. They had no knowledge of the area at all. So Pocahontas was a lifeline. And I felt like this information is too often overlooked when telling her story, as most versions favor the events from the point of view of John Smith. Instead of focusing on all the real things that Pocahontas endured, To help the English, her story is often romanticized and watered down. It's definitely not made clear that the English actually kidnapped Pocahontas and held her prisoner for some time. I mean, that doesn't sound too romantic, so. There is much controversy about the validity of John Smith's story involving Pocahontas saving his life. But Pocahontas' core actions as an independent, intelligent, and forward-thinking individual still stands the test of time. To describe Pocahontas' story as mythical isn't quite a stretch. Her story has been exploited by several different viewpoints and agendas, with some emphasizing the huge air quotes here, you guys, domestication of savages? that is interpreted by her decisions to become involved with the English. All I can hear in my head now, savages, savages. That's another song. Just to to make it clear, that's one of the big songs in the Pocahontas movie where the English settlers are basically going to fight with the Indians. And they just make this whole song about how they're savages and they're terrible. And it's so interesting because the parallels are that they are who they are hunting. So... Watch the movie, you guys, for all my non-Disney merch. Watch the movie. But too often, this entire story is depicted as Pocahontas essentially denouncing her Native American heritage 
while longing to be accepted into European culture. The focus of this podcast, of my telling this story, was to tell the facts of Pocahontas' story and dispel many of the rumors that have sprung from its origins. But that is expected when you become an actual legend. Your story is passed down from so many generations. It becomes something completely different altogether. But we can say with certainty that Pocahontas herself did not change from the very beginning. She is still and always will be one of the first Native Americans to bring indigenous cultures to the global stage with grace and dignity. It wasn't her job to combat all the incorrect interpretations of herself. It was only her job to be who she was. Pocahontas, a person who helped when no one else would. So you can check us out at madeofmetalpodcast.com and you can also follow us on Made of Metal Podcast on Instagram and Facebook. Enter in that giveaway. Tell your friends. Leave a review. Is my voice annoying? Let me know. Do you want to hear more interesting stories? Let me know. Do you know somebody who's like really interesting that would love to be in the show? Let them know to let me know. (laughs) But as you guys can see, I'm really, really getting more and more comfortable as time goes on recording these and chatting with you guys. I'm so sorry I'm exposing you to the corniness that is me. (laughs) But please, please check us out on social media. We have a really good community there. And I love to hear from you guys. You can also find the link to the giveaway on my website. Again, I hope you guys are really (laughs) recovering nicely from Thanksgiving. It's always a pleasure, always a pleasure. Such a privilege. And I'm thankful for each and every one of you. So as always, my loves, bloom where you are planted. Bye.